Hello and welcome to Kit Plus TV. So with less than six weeks to go now until IBC in Amsterdam, running the 9th to the 12th of September, today's show is going to get you behind the scenes a bit to discover more about the show plans, the format and what we can expect. Yep, and we've got a lot to cover and who better to enlighten us than IBC CEO Mike Crimp. Hi Mike, good to see you again. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks guys. How are you? Yeah, we're good. So Mike, good. six weeks to go. How are plans firming up for the show this year? Yes, uh, six weeks to go. It's uh, busy and exciting uh, uh, at this end. Uh, it's looking really good. So uh, as you probably know, we we, we took on uh, 11 halls at the Rye. It looks like we're going to uh, fill all those. There's a few tiny slots left. Um, we have a cutoff day of next Friday, I think, because um, there's a lot of logistics and that planning has to, to, to go into tidying course, it all up. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking, looking really good. I think you'll see all the big exhibitors that you would normally see. In fact, I can't, I can't think of one who's not there. <laughs> um, and right. Reg is going well. It's about 30% down on 2019, <laughs> which was a sort of massively record year. So that's looking quite, quite solid as well. And the content program is looking really good indeed. And uh, I think we're going to talk about that a bit later. So I'll, I'll wait. Well, let's let's do it now. The, you know, the conference is running 9th and 10th of September, I think. Give us a quick rundown of, of, of uh, your speakers' sessions. What what can we expect? Yeah, so the, the content program's in in, um, in three parts, really. You've got the, the 9th and the 10th, which is the paid um, content program, the conference. Um, and then um, on the Sunday and the Monday, you've got what we're calling our, our Change Makers program, which is uh, IBC kind of reaching out to to partners to have a bit more breadth okay. to our agenda, apart from apart from just the tech. And I'll tell you a bit about that in a moment. Um, and mm -hmm. the uh, commercial content, we've got um, some stages on the show floor. And that runs all the way through the event. And that's got a, uh, uh, you know, if you take our showcase theatre, for example, that's got a lot of big players on it. Um, Accenture, AWS, CVS, Google, those kind of companies sort of presenting cool. their, their vision of, of tech and where it's going to go. So uh, I'll take you through each one quickly, if I may. Mm -hmm. So if you start with a paid yeah. conference, yes. uh, well, really, it's, it's um, really about shifting business models, um, usual transformative tech we'll be looking at, and also some of the people who are, who are making waves. Uh, some of the speakers, who have we got? Um, well, uh, we've got Marcus Gross, who's the chief scientist at Disney. Um, we've got uh, Achana Anand, who's um, got a very long and very impressive um, job title. He's from, from Google. And he'll be looking at um, how Google exploring uh, linear and non-linear non and how they could potentially coexist in the future. Uh, we've we've got mm. um, a whole bunch of people from Hollywood. We've got Eddie Drake, who's head of technology at Marvel. Uh, Michael Wise is SVP and CTO at Universal. Um, and they'll be looking at um, Movie Labs 2030 Vision Project. Um, we've got our usual power panel of CTOs which has got uh, Frédéric Brochard of uh, France Television. And um, we have 
uh, Ansofi Eriksson, CIO of Swedish Radio, and a whole bunch mm-hmm. of um, um, big CEOs coming into that one. Uh, and so on and so forth. We'll even be looking into the metaverse um, with a session from um, the SVP of innovation to media monks. So there's a lot going on on those two days. Moving on to the other two days, we all, the, the last two days, are, they're free sessions. And what we've done is we've reached out, as I say, to a bunch of um, partners who who perhaps uh, explore and specialize in other areas that IBC hasn't tackled so much in the past. So that will be uh, equality, sustainability, mental health issues even. So there's quite a, a wide range of, of right. issues there. And that complements all of the show floor theatres as well. So, Mike, obviously, we're hoping we're going to get people out IBC this year. But um, are you going to be running any form of um, hybrid platform digital offering to those that, for whatever reason, aren't able to attend in person? You know, streaming the sessions you just mentioned, or will those just be made available on demand afterwards? Yeah, I, I guess the big difference when we were looking at it as, as hybrid is that we were kind of producing it not just for people in the room, but also equally for people at home, and that we were capturing all of the online data to pass on to the exhibitors, with the aim being to to add more um, to, to, to more value to the to the experience. Um, but you know that didn't come to pass for various reasons. So we've taken a more straightforward digital approach this year. As you know, we've got our own well-established digital uh, platform, IBC365. So all of the content on all of the stages will be recorded and then that will be played out over um, some of it in hours, some of it in days, some of it in in, in weeks' time, um, depending on the theme and how we prioritise it within that programme. That will all be free of charge. So if you can't make it or you can't get to everything, you'll still be able to consume that um, when you get back home. Yeah, they won't, they won't necessarily be able to interact, though. Of course, being there, there's nothing. There's nothing quite like it. So, what, what, what's also interesting is we, we've spoken the, the last year or, or the last couple of times we've spoken um, about the the show. We've had to sort of focus on COVID precautions and lots of these sort of what if scenarios. Um, is is IBC twenty two being run effectively how a pre-COVID show would run or will we still experience things like the touchless bag collection or the, the perimeter, mm. if, if I remember, you know, it kept us in. Um, is it just a normal show? Yeah, well, it, it, currently it's it's planned to run as a, 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 no, a no restrictions pre-COVID event because yeah. that's, as we've always said all the way through, we'll, we'll follow the the uh, the current advice uh, in the city. Um, we can um, tighten up and change things if we have to. Those scenarios are sort of um, still in play if if we need them to be. But currently, there are no restrictions um, in uh, Amsterdam or across the EU. It's it's open for business, and, and we will be will be following that. Mm. Uh, I will say though. During the event, on the on the, on all the, the the signage and the screens and the things you see, we will be asking people to um, be respectful of those who want to wear a mask or ask to keep their distance. I, I think we've all seen that that actually quite works quite well at other shows currently in practice. Like, there are those who are still yeah. vulnerable or in con- close contact with people who are vulnerable. Um, so 
um, we will be we will be stressing that. But the general feeling, and we've discussed this with some of our committees, is that if Amsterdam is you know um, open and free with no restrictions, then IBC needs to be the same. Um, people are going to be out and about in the mm. city, the hotels and the transport anyway. So yeah. currently the, um, there are, in terms of the, the, the perimeter, therefore we don't need it. But um, we kind of haven't thrown no. away everything. Um, as you know, we were doing... Kept the good bits. Yeah, we, we're doing uh, the facial recognition. If you want to, you can sign up for that. That's just been launched this week, I think. So if you want that. And there, there will be... Um, contactless badge, badge collection just because it's a lot quicker um you just scan your qr code from your edge but there'll be there'll be people around to to help if you need them but we just want to you know we've learned a lot from that so we don't want to throw that away so mike i've read about the um ibc's partnership pavilion um for those that might not have come across it is this something new what is it and um yeah tell us a bit about that uh, to be honest no it's, it's not new it, it, it's always been there so for those who might be new to IBC, IBC is owned by um, six industry bodies, including the IABM, the IEEE, the BTS um, broadcast part of the IEEE, um, the IET, the RTS, SCTE, and SMPTE. So roughly, you know, they're all the the the, the, the charitable bodies that um, mainly charitable bodies that um, represent the visitors and the, and the and the exhibitors um at ibc uh they've always been there and i always play a role in 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 um education uh and you know other areas of the business where where they can help with advocacy or whatever it might be um they have mm. strong programs around diversity and inclusion and all of those things i i guess the difference is that you know, post pandemic, we've just raised their profile a bit. So you've seen a bit more, a bit more, uh, of, uh, um, us stressing more, um, the importance of that relationship between those partners who own IBC and the industry itself. So it's nothing new, but you will see an extensive selection of, of, of content and education running, um, presented and curated by them. Yeah, good. And, and, You've also got the IBC Accelerator program again. Um, I, I, I'll be honest; I can't. I can't remember how long that's been running. But can you tell us a bit more about that? Uh, I think we we, we spoke to you, uh, mm. or was it, it was one of your colleagues? I think about it last year. Um, what you're planning for this year's show with with the Accelerator program? Yeah, this will, this is the the third year that it's run, but we haven't actually yet been able to um, present any of the the. the um, results of the projects right. so we're really quite excited about that so basically what happens is it's um it's a kind of speed dating between tech ma um, manufacturers technology companies and, and broadcasters and content companies yeah. and what happens is they you know anyone can stand up and say i've got an idea or i've got a problem who can help me and then they form into projects and ibc IBC's role is to facilitate those projects and we do it quite quickly. So it sort of runs from, I don't know, April, May time through to September. And it's like putting together a, um, a concept and bringing it as far forward as you can. Now, the idea of it is that on the stages at IBC, um, you'll be able to go along and hear the results of that 
Um, you know, there's some big players involved. Um, you know, uh, BBC, uh, BT Media, BT Sport, uh, ESL, Fox, uh, Olympic broadcasters, Paramount. I could go on and on and on. You know, it's not just the manufacturers. You know, RTE, Unity Technologies, and some um, some some academics uh, as well. So they all come together and they present that solution. So what they're looking to do is to stand on the stage and show you the result of how far they've come during that time. So very quickly, you know, the, the, the projects this year will be mm. um, cloud-based live events, um, anal analytics and low latency protocols. Um, so this is demonstrating how live sport multiple camera feeds can deliver at scale with full visibility including live IP signal ingest standard conversion, uh, as well as assessing the potential to introduce low latency protocols. So there's one. There's one on uh, cl cloud localization blueprint. Um, it outlines best practices and considerations for building uh, cloud-based media supply chain for localization of in entertainment content. Uh, there's one on new generation news studios. There's one on 5G and the arena arena of um, the future for XR events. Mm -hmm. There's one on 5G production in the middle of nowhere. Uh, there's one on uh, volumetric video for broadcasting. Uh, and there's one on media media content sharing, um, monetization and micropayment systems via blockchain. So you can see some of the 5G and AI and blockchain technologies coming into these projects. So I, I think it'd be a really interesting uh, area uh, for people to look at, and you can go and see those free of charge on, on the stages. Cool. So, my, so my, I guess away from the show for a little bit now, uh, it's pretty public knowledge, I think, that the IBC was criticized last year for the late call on canceling the show due to COVID, which mm. of course led to many issues with unrecoverable costs and so on for exhibitors and possibly a few visitors as well. Now, we don't want to dwell on the past, but you've got a long way to address these issues, haven't you, in your recently published manifesto? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. I, I, I think, um, first of all, we, we thought it was important to uh, apologise to all of the people who, who, had, who had lost out. And there was a feeling from some that we could have maybe acted quicker or, or communicated that better. So I guess the manifesto was a statement of intent, which we're following through and seems to seems to be working. Um, uh, and I guess what happened was we got caught out like everybody else did by the Omicron variant and, mm. and, and, and the speed of it. Um, the data changed in 10 days from obviously being absolutely on uh, to, to absolutely off. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we didn't um, um, repeat that. Um, we wanted to feel like we were more in contact with the sentiment of, of everybody um, in the business. So we put together an advisory group of exhibitors, for example, in different geographical areas, and we have a regular meeting. So we get the sentiment of what's happening in each area and it helps us stay in touch. Uh, that's that's worked really well, actually. In fact, I had a meeting with it this morning. Um, we publish a regular uh, COVID status update to help the industry see where they they are with um, uh, where IBC and the city of Amsterdam is and what the general sentiment is towards events as we move mm. close towards the show. So we'll keep that updated. People can find it on the IBC site. 
And I think what, what, one of the findings of this, the, the manifesto report, so to speak, was that um, th this was a time to, uh, an opportunity to reimagine IBC, maybe you know, get get a bit back to basics. Um, yeah. And of course, you you, you mentioned early uh, earlier, yes, COVID. But you mentioned earlier the uh, diversity and and and, and uh, uh, health, uh, addressing those kind of things. Maybe even environmental concerns as well. So, how how do people engage? How what what are you offering, and how do, where do they find how to engage on the website? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, well, you you can find the program on the website and visit those sessions, and obviously you can engage through the sessions in 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 um, in yeah. 2022. Um, I think there was a a question coming out of the pandemic, which was. Um, how do you reimagine IBC a different way of looking at it was you know what's what is the value proposition for a big event going forward uh, have are yeah. people buying things differently are people selling things differently what's the role of digital in that what's the role of building big stands and shipping them all around the world in that so there are a number of quite big issues in it so what we've done is we've commissioned some research and, and that's how people can really have their input you won't have seen it yet because it's just been finished in the run-up to ibc uh, there's a survey um, that people can uh, take part in oh, cool and then on site yeah. there'll be some focus groups and you'll you'll probably see um uh, invitations to be part of that but uh if, if people want to be part of it please feel free to email me because we're always we're always happy to um to um yeah. to try and bring people in so we, we've engaged with um a research company that's done work with this across different markets for large events um to give us that kind of aspect of what's happening in our market versus others the idea is that coming out of the other side of the show, we'll have a lot more information from the survey and some qualitative thinking and focus groups, which we can then look at to adjust um, IBC to make sure that we're still on point when it comes to the things that we're delivering and setting our agenda for the next uh, three to five years. So this year, what you'll see are um, additions to our content program as a kind of statement of intent really what you'll see after that is the results of the research and us trying to mm. grow and embed more of these emerging important issues like sustainability and diversity in our program and in the event in some way thank you very much mike really looking forward to seeing you and everyone over in uh, in amsterdam in september to and register for the show visit our short link at kitplus.com forward slash ibc yeah, and do also look out for more IBC exhibitor previews coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing a 12-hour live stream day on the 1st of September, and we'll be asking over 100 exhibitors why they should come and see you at the show. should be fun and also very informative, and hopefully, Mike, uh, you'll connect up at some point during the day. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time.